and welcome to the Really Random Movie Reviews Podcast. Real people, real takes. I'm Danielle. And I'm Ben. In this show, we have an online movie generator choose a film for us to watch. It could be from any genre and any decade, as long as it's easily accessible for us. After viewing the movie, we sit here and discuss it at length. This week, we're talking about Rocky Three. What will we think? Well, grab some popcorn, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, so we're talking about Rocky Three. It is from 1982. It was written and directed by Sylvester Stallone, and it stars Sylvester Stallone as Rocky Balboa, and also stars Talia Shire, Burt Young, Carl Weathers, Burgess Meredith, and Mr. T. So in this movie, Rocky has won the heavyweight championship title, which he got from Apollo Creed back in Rocky II. Spoilers if you haven't seen this. But this cocky young fighter named Clubber Lang, played by Mr. T, just keeps gassing up Rocky, even though Rocky wants to retire from boxing, and basically forces him to fight one last fight. Yeah. At least as we know it in this movie. Mm-hmm. So, Ben, what is your background with the Rocky movies? I know I've definitely seen four, and I think one as well. I know I haven't seen this one, and I don't think I've seen two, and I haven't seen the Creed movies. Gotcha. I have seen every single Rocky movie. I think... The only one I haven't seen in its entirety, and I know it's terrible that I haven't, is Rocky Balboa, which is the sixth one. Right. And I've seen bits and pieces of it on TV. I just haven't seen the whole thing. But I've seen every single Rocky movie. Other than that, I saw, I think I saw the first Creed movie in theaters, and I definitely saw the second one in theaters. And yeah, I mean, I love this franchise. It's weird because I'm not a huge boxing fan, well, but, I, am I. but I love boxing movies. Yeah. <laughs> There's just something about it. I love boxing movies like this, Cinderella Man, any yeah. other like boxing movie I just love. Mm-hmm. There's just something about it. Yeah. How about you with sports movies or boxing movies in general? I like boxing movies and some sports movies, especially like the... F- the funny ones like um, uh, The Longest Yard or uh, there's another one. I'm blanking on it, but it doesn't really matter. I like I like them for the most part. Mm-hmm. I really like sports movies. There's just something about, you know, there's always the storylines of them having to train and become better. And their goal is to win a championship or a game or something. Yeah. And it's just something about like the heart that sports movies have. Mm-hmm. And this movie also was nominated for an Oscar and it is for Best Original Song with Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. Which is, I didn't realize that was written for this movie. I didn't either. Like, that song is so synonymous with this franchise. Also, with like the, um, da-da-da. Yeah. And that was from the first movie. Mm-hmm. But Eye of the Tiger came in the third movie, which like I had forgotten because, you know, you always think about you always associate it with the franchise. You think it came 
with the original movie, even though it is an 80s song. And I kind of forgot about that. Yeah. But yeah, it's just like one of those things like, wow, that's that's crazy. Mm -hmm. And it's an iconic song. Yeah. It's such a great workout song. Oh, yeah. It's great. So what was something that stood out to you with this particular movie? I think I've said it before, but I'll say it again. Film grain. There's just nothing that beats grainy film and like the raw nature of it. Especially in this kind of movie where the action is so raw because boxing is gritty and dirty and yeah, really just as, as primal as you can get in sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it really plays on that primal nature of the sport. Yes, it does. What about you? Kind of with that, like, you know, you get the, f- the grainy film texture. It's from the 80s, so some parts are a little bit dated. I mean, film never dies for me. Like, I love film. Yeah. Like, that will never be dated. But, like, some of the um, tropes or things the characters do are a little... A little, not dated, but just kind of corny. Yeah. Like, I've always thought Adrian was kind of a corny character, but that's just who she is. Yeah. But, I mean, it's Talia Shire, so we have to love her. <laughs> yep. And she comes from film royalty, so. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, I really just like how raw this movie is, just on that level. I totally get it. And one thing I also want to mention is the evolution of the characters we already know. Yeah. Like Rocky and Polly and Adrian and Mick. Mm-hmm. Like we know these characters, we love these characters. And it still took them and it brought the evolution of their characters with, you know, fame and fortune, everything along with it. And yes, they may have been changed by that, but they're still the same people. Mm-hmm. And you can really see that. Yeah. And even Apollo Creed. Yeah. I mean, um, I was reading stuff about this movie. And because, you know, Apollo Creed was basically the antagonist in the first two movies, because that's who Rocky is fighting. Yeah. And that's who he's training to fight in the first two movies. And... In this movie, he becomes Rocky's coach. Yep. I think the term is trainer, but yeah. Trainer, whatever. He's basically a coach. Yeah. (laughs) Carl Weathers, who plays Apollo Creed, this is his favorite Rocky movie because it humanizes Apollo Creed. Because we never saw that before. We just saw him as the guy that Rocky's fighting. He has to go and beat him up. (laughs) Yeah. And strip him of his title. We don't like him. We're not supposed to like him. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he's still a person and he's still an athlete. Mm -hmm. And that's just what boxing is. He's not a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. Which I liked that. Mm -hmm. As we mentioned, Clubber Lang is played by Mr. T, but there's also Hulk Hogan in this movie where they just fight for like a charity. It's a charity fight, basically. And that scene is so hilarious. Yeah. that, That was a great scene. Yeah. And it's funny because Mr. T and Hulk Hogan fought together. Yeah. Like they're wrestling partners. Yeah. So, yeah, the funny thing about Hulk Hogan being in this movie, I read that before they made the movie, like, 
he had a wrestling match in Japan or something. There was a tournament or something like that. And he was approached by someone to be in the next Rocky movie, in Rocky Three, And his initial thought was like, someone's pranking me. One of the wrestlers is pranking me. This is not real. Like, haha, very funny. And then he actually found out that the offer was from Sylvester Stallone. And once he found that it was that legit, he immediately signed on. Yeah. And played Thunderlips, which is a great wrestling name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And just the size difference between them and it, the way that they were just smiling and being happy afterwards. It was just, it seemed so pure. Back to the Apollo Creed thing, like, it shows, like, you know, you always have, with any sport, there's always the opposition. There's always the opposite team or person or duo, whatever. Whatever sport it is, you're mm -hmm. usually playing against someone else. Yep. But, like, at the end of the day, you're both athletes. You're both trying to do the same thing. And even, like, when in basketball or football, players will go will get traded to other teams and then they'll have to be teammates with who they used to play against. Mm -hmm. But also like outside of the court, a lot of people from different teams will still be friends, mm -hmm. even if they've never played together, because like you just respect each other. Yeah. As an athlete for the drive, for everything. Like it's it just shows like in the moment you're working against the other team or the other person. But afterwards, like, you can still go get a drink with them. You can train with them. You can mm -hmm. hang out because that's not the end-all, be-all. Like, you're still a person. Yeah. And they're they're a person, too. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's just the res the mutual respect for the game. Yeah. Which I really liked. Because usually in movies, it's like, oh, they're terrible. You have to defeat them. Yeah. But in Apollo Creed's case, it wasn't. Like, it's just like, oh, this is just another guy you have to beat and get the championship. And because boxing is that primal and that raw of a sport, like, yeah, you have to beat him up. But there's no hard feelings, really, because that's what you do. Mm -hmm. And, like, even in that first fight where Apollo Creed is helping commentate, he's like, you do not want to un underestimate Rocky because he's that kind of person. Exactly. That kind of goes with the Rocky trope where he gets beat up the first few rounds and then he just outlasts you. So, this being a Rocky movie, you have to talk about the training montage. Oh, of course. Th this movie being the third one in the franchise, you have to insert every trope from the other ones. And it's just, you have to have a, a hopeful training montage with some rock music behind it. Yeah. That's in every single Rocky movie. It's in the Creed movies, I think, but it's like not rock. It's more hip hop, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, which makes sense. Because with the times. Yeah. And this training montage is like every time you watch it, you just want to go and run around the block. Yeah. Like, it's just it's so uplifting. It's like, man, I should get in shape, too. <laughs> right? Yeah. And... They really train in this movie. It's so funny because at the beginning of the montage where you can still hear them kind of talking, it, it shows kind of the time that the movie's from. Because when Creed is teaching Rocky footwork and Polly's there, 
And he's like, you can't train him like that. He's got no rhythm. You can't train him like, you know, I'm quoting him, but like a colored boxer. Yeah. Because he got no rhythm. <laughs> which is like, you know, anyone can be trained. Mm-hmm. As long as you work hard at it, which Rocky did. Mm-hmm. But also just what they're doing. They're running on the beach. They're training. They're doing everything. It's like, and with the training montage, you get those muscle shots. <laughs> oh, yeah. And this movie, they're both cut. Yeah. Like, you can see one of the great things about film. You can see their actual muscle fibers. Yeah, and also because they're so cut and have such low body fat. Yeah, that's true. But just the way light interacts with film versus a digital camera, that little detail might have been lost. That's true. But yeah, it's just funny because Apollo Creed is like in this crop top and like dolphin shorts. It's like, man, that's so 80s. Yeah. And if a guy was wearing that today and training and working out, they'd be like, what are you wearing? Yeah, pretty much. It's like that's like a girl could wear that. But it's just funny to see how fashion changes. It's like I I wouldn't care if a guy did, but it's like, you know, societally. It's kind of like heels. Heels used to be like a thing for men to wear. Because they'd be riding horses and stuff like that. And it's easier to get into stirrups, in and out of stirrups with them. But now they're more associated with women. Mm-hmm. I mean, men can still wear platform shoes, but there's like, it's one level. There's no heel to it. Really. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some, some guys' shoes have some heel, but it's like maybe an inch. Yeah. Like my dress shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Dress shoes. But it's not like they were back then. Yeah. Yeah, I also want to talk about the, because Sylvester Stallone did direct this. He also directed Rocky II. So he's a really good director. Yeah, he is. And it's really hard to direct and act. Yes. And like, basically directing yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know there's always the um, assistant director, you like, you have to. You can just be like, I'm going to stand here. And do this. Like, you need someone to help you out. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, Sylvester, stand here and do this. And then, you know, you get feedback from him. Yeah. But it's hard to direct yourself for them because he's the main character in the majority of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do that. Yeah. It's very difficult to do that. And I can only think of a, I can only think of a few actors that have become directors that can do that. First one that comes to mind is Clint Eastwood. But... Sylvester Stallone is that level of actor, too, so. Yeah, and this movie just has such a legacy to it. Like, I feel like since the 70s, when the first one came out, like, all boxing movies that came after it have followed it to, like, have taken some inspiration from it to an extent. Yeah. Even if it is a true story like Cinderella Man. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just... It's set such a standard yeah, for that type of film, even just for sports movies in general, because mm-hmm. there were sports movies before that, but they didn't really become as popular until like probably the 80s, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that too. So it kind of like helped set that standard of like, we can tell this kind, this kind of story and it's going to make a lot of money and people are really going to like it because people like watching sports. Mm-hmm. And if you humanize it, then it can be profitable. Oh, yeah. 
And it has proven to be time and time again. I mean, they've made six of these movies and the two spinoffs. Yeah. Which are basically sequels because he's in the movies. Yeah. So, do you want to get into themes? Sure. Have you found any? Well, I mean, it's the obvious one of if you work at something and you want it, you can achieve just about anything you can imagine within reason. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And the Rocky movies, that's such a big theme with all of them. Oh, yeah. Even if, he, you know, in the first one, it's in, it's so famous because he doesn't win, but he still got there. Mm-hmm. And I think because a big part of this movie is because he won that title, he won the championship from the second movie. And the movie basically starts time after that and like what happened like how their lives changed and it shows like with fame and fortune you can kind of lose sight of who you are and this is such a big thing that we've seen with celebrities from different fields like we've seen this with actors with musicians we've seen it with you know with athletes Mm -hmm. they win a bunch of money they come from nothing they win a bunch of money like you know with their work they get a bunch of money, they settle down and buy a huge mansion. Of course. And they kind of just forget who they are and where they came from. They lose that sense of humanity and they fall into this pit of like, oh, I'm famous now. Yeah. Everything's brought to me. And you see that in this movie, like, how they are affected by their fame. Like, yes, affected in a very good way because now they have a bunch of money and they're very successful. But to what extent does that become detrimental? Yeah. And I'm really glad that it it touched on that because we see it so much in the media, but it's like it showed a very good instance of it. And it's like it brings the humanity to it. So it makes us sympathize with it. Yeah. So just like, oh, boo-hoo, he's rich, and now he has to fight again and win more money. Yeah. But it shows, like, no, he's actually coming to terms with losing a sense of himself because he just kind of got caught up in everything. Yeah. And that is especially driven home with when Apollo Creed takes him to to where Apollo Creed originally came from. Yeah. And still goes to that gym. It's like, this is where I came from. Everyone here is trying their best, too. You're just one of these guys, even though you have that title. Yeah. You're just as good as these guys. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things that actually helped Rocky. Mm-hmm. And remember where he came from and his humanity. Mm-hmm. And isn't that kind of the point of what Adrian tells him on the beach? Yeah. Like, yeah, that all that stuff we have doesn't matter. It matters who you are, which is basically what I'm summing up, but... Yeah, no, exactly. It's like, you know, we have a kid, we have a life together, that's what matters. None of the actual, like, altruistic and just the stuff doesn't matter. The Mm -hmm. big house, the money, the cars, it doesn't matter. Family and the people in your life and who you are and what you do matter. Mm -hmm. Which I really appreciate that they brought that in and kind of conceptualized that. Yeah. And 
like I said, it just helps push that theme of sometimes you have to go back to your roots to understand who you are. Mm -hmm. But also grief is a big drive for a lot of people. Yeah. This movie, a little bit of spoilers, but I mean, this movie came out in the 80s, but like we lose a huge character in the franchise. Huge character. And one of the best characters, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Played by an iconic actor. Uh Uh-huh. And that also helps push Rocky. It's like using your grief to help drive you to reach your goals. Mm -hmm. And that's, it's a good way to channel it. Yeah. Instead of just breaking down, which he could have easily done. Oh, oh, he kind of did. And she did, but then he took it and he didn't stay broken. No, he took that grief and used it to fix himself. Exactly. Or to improve on himself, not fix. Um, yeah, fair point. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I love these movies, and I haven't seen this movie in forever. It's probably been since elementary school or middle school for me, and I forgot how good this movie was. Mm-hmm. I really did. And just how, even though, like, it may not be championship-winning boxers, but it's like you can still find yourself in the story somewhere. Yeah. You can relate to it. It's very relatable. Mm-hmm. You can translate it to anything you're striving to get or do. Oh, yeah. Like I said, it's one of the themes. You work hard at something, you can achieve it. Exactly. And that's what's great about these movies. It just shows, like, if you put your mind to anything within reason, obviously, then you can you can achieve it. Mm-hmm. You just have to work hard. Yeah. Because for something you want to do... It's usually not easy, but if you keep working at it, someday you'll get there. may not be today, may not be tomorrow, maybe years from now, Mm -hmm. but you just got to take that time. Yep, absolutely. So, Ben, would you recommend this movie and in what context? Yes and yes, just in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There is loss in this movie. There's death. But, I mean, it's not graphic because it's rocky. Yeah. But And obviously there's violence because boxing. But it's a very well-rounded movie. And -hmm. you could learn a lot from it. So I feel like, yeah, it's good for just any occasion, really. It's just, yeah, it's all around good. Mm -hmm. Well, that'll be it for us this episode. Let's go to the movie generator and see what we'll get next time. All right. Vice from 2018. All right. I. It's about Dick Cheney. All right, then. Let's hope we don't get shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I guess I think we'll both have a lot to say after yeah. watching this. Yeah. Um, I have seen it before. Yeah, it's an it's an interesting watch. And I'm I'm interested to see how you think about it or how you react to it. Okay. Because it's an interesting take on the story, because... Have you seen The Big Short? No. Okay. Have you seen Weatherman? No. Never mind. It's just, it's a very quippy, fast-paced, or fast dialogue movie talking about this story with Dick Cheney. Gotcha. Yeah. While he's vice president, obviously, because vice. Yeah. Well, tune in next week for that episode. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Really Random Movie Reviews. Let us know what you think about the Rocky movies. Have you seen them? Do you love them? Do you not like them? Tell us why or why not. You can find us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have a great day.